Hey guys, this is Coach V here. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Today is, it is Friday, it is November the 6th. It is quite an exciting time in the world. Uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic. We're waiting for a U.S. president to be, uh, you know, officially, you know, announced. I mean, Coach David, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Before we kick things off here, we got to get that out of the way. Yeah, no, it is the topic on everyone's mind. And it's, it's, uh, it's I mean, you got to say something. It's exciting. You might you know, be upset, you might be stressed, you might be nervous, but it's not a dull time to be living. We're not just bored on, say, day in and day out here. We got a lot of things happening in the world, and um, boy, it is, uh, it's hard to believe that this is where we are in 2020, but yet here it is. Yeah, and you know, our, uh, our topic for today is the Do Your Best uh, book. So there's a book that's come out. I finally got it out. I've been talking about it for a while. I finally wrote this book and, you know, we can tell some fun things about that in a little bit. But uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, please remember to follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us under Kaizen Karate. We are based in the Washington, D.C. area, technically Silver Spring, Maryland, if you're looking for us. Um, and so please do follow us on Facebook. Uh, another reminder is, uh, you know, please we do ask that everyone who's listening in, we know we have a lot of friends who are local, but we have a ton of people who are listening in from not just in the US, but really other countries. And if you're someone who's following us from outside of the US, maybe you're in the UK or uh, you know Asia or wherever you're listening, uh, please, 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 we need your help. Uh, we're trying to get the word out. Uh, please, if you can share this podcast with three of your friends who you think would benefit from hearing this. Uh, you know, we do this as a fun thing. We love doing this. Both Coach David and myself are lifelong martial artists. And we really get a lot of joy out of just re really being ambassadors, you know, to the martial arts. And if you could, if you can just share this podcast with your three closest friends, just hit that share button. If you're on social media and you're on Facebook, please, you know, smash that, that like button and smash that share button. And uh, it will be really, really appreciated. And lastly, uh, before we get started is, you know, we are on all major social media platforms. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we'd really appreciate if you follow us and just kind of stay up to date with what's going on. Uh, whether you're a martial artist or you're just kind of checking us out and maybe you want to be in the martial arts, whoever you are listening today, welcome. Everyone is welcome to join. We're very much an open book and we cannot wait to, uh, to connect with you. Uh, so Coach, I just want to put in a plug that a lot of times when I hear stuff like that, I think, oh, well, someone else is bound to like and share it. So I don't have to because you know, I don't have time or I'm busy or it just doesn't seem like, you know, necessary, but I just want to put another plug in that it's up to you as an individual, just like voting, right? We just went through this election and I'm going to tie it to that. It's easy to say, well, I don't need to vote because I know we live in a blah state and everyone votes that way anyway. So my vote doesn't matter, but that's not true. We're seeing it right this very second in several states it's down to people, individuals, less than a thousand that could swing or you know, one way or the other. So please, 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 if you hear this, just take a second and do it now. Be the person who says, yes, my vote matters, my like matters, my share matters. We duly appreciate it. And I hope you all voted. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, if you're one of our friends listening in from outside of the US, uh, you know, there's, it's, a, it's an amazing time right now, you know, and uh, like Coach David, you know, hinted at it, and I just got to double up on what Coach David said. You know, even if you're from a, you know, listening in from somewhere else, please, 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 you know, just take a second, just hit pause and, and, and share this. We'd really appreciate it. And also, if you could leave us a review, that's appreciated. So without any further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, uh, Coach, yeah, I got a quick question to start off with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
most people have a fantasy of writing a book, right? They have this, oh, that'd be cool to be an author and to do that. What actually made you write the book to actually do it? Well, I got to say this, and I was joking with um, a couple of the students on, um, you know, in the adult class beforehand, you know, before everyone gets so excited about reading this big novel of a book, it's more <laughs> of a, um, it's more towards the side of a picture book or pamphlet <laughs> than, it is, than it is a book book. So don't get too excited, guys, not too much pressure. And uh, for those of you who are, who are martial arts enthusiasts out there, you know, Ed, uh, Senior Grandmaster Ed Parker, he's since passed, but rest his soul. He wrote a series of books called Infinite Insights. And Coach David, we were joking um, a couple weeks ago on, uh, I know when I told some of the adult students this, they said, what are you going to name the book? And we came up with a couple good names at the time. Uh, one of them was Limited Insights. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the other name for the book was uh, Infinite Inbox. You know? so, um, so unfortunately, those names were not chosen. I thought they were great. No, it's not a pop-up book or a picture book. You know, we actually have words in it. So uh, not many words, but there's words. And uh, so I think it's a great book. I think everyone will enjoy it. Answering your question, you know, what is it about what kind of spurred it? Well, I got my black belt in 98. Uh, still remember the day, October 24th, 1998. And I remember it vividly. And I struggled to write that paper. You know, in our school that I trained in coming up as a kid, I trained in non-traditional Tung Sudo. Our instructor had this thing where you, and I still do it today, I've carried on that tradition where you have to write a philosophy paper. And your philosophy paper is really broken down into three main areas, you know, past, present, future. How did you get started? Where are you now? Not just now as a person, but also as a martial artist, you know, examining your fight and all that. And what do you see the future looking like? And, you know, it's been a few years now. It's been what, about 22 years, you know, since that time. I can't believe that much time has passed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I just have, you know, changed and evolved, you know, as a martial artist, I hope for the better. Um, but I got to tell you a quick story. Now, I don't know if these guys are listening. Maybe they might listen to this in the future, but I had two students. Um, if you read the book, you can see their names. I'd rather not say the names now, but read the book. It's, it's in the intro. And these two students were one of my very first classes. And I remember it was a Wednesday class. I had about seven or eight students in the class. Coach David, I'm not kidding you. I was, a, I was really, in my opinion, pretty good at karate, but couldn't teach to same mother. <laughs> now I was a black belt by skill in terms of kicking and punching, but maybe like a yellow belt in terms of teaching skill, you know, cause just cause you're a black belt doesn't mean you can teach and instructors, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's a skill. You have to build it. So I remember I, um, you know, as I was teaching those kids that day, I mean, I couldn't get them to listen. I just couldn't get them to pay attention. One of the kids I would try to kick out of class every day. And then the teacher, you know, the, it was in a school that I was teaching at that time, meaning elementary school. And the aftercare person, you know, the lady who was running the program, she brought the kid back and said, no, he's coming back to class. And I just was like, oh, no, I can't control this group. <laughs> and one of the kids at that time who ended up becoming a black belt with us, by the way, you know who I'm talking about. Black. I do. He, um, you know, he ended up doing pretty well. But the, the phrase I would always tell these kids was, I'd say, guys, go do your best. And that was my way of just kind of like trying to get them off my sleeve, but just trying to like encourage them. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so, you know, do your best to me was kind of like a catch-all. It, it was a way of me telling them, do what you can do. Don't do what you can't do, but just give me 100% effort. Show up each week. Please, please, please listen to me. You know, and so <laughs> why did I write it? I think those kids inspired me. I think they kind of challenged me back then, too. Uh, one of the boys, he said, uh, he's like, Coach V, you should write a book called Do Your Best. And I looked at him, I was like, yeah, I will. One day I will. And it was always on my, you know, you have that long list of things to do. 
Oh yeah. And then one day you just kind of get around to it. Well, you know, I've had a little time since March. Uh, you don't believe it. There was this pandemic that hit. And I'm, I'm, I shouldn't make a joke out of that, but you get my point. You know, more time was on the on hand since March, and you know, I had outlines. I had this, and you know, just had a little time, and I just dug deep and went for it. So. Well, I can tell you, I've had the pleasure of of reading the book, um, at least in a pre copy of it, and it's fantastic. I, I'm there's so many good things in here. It's kind of even you know hard to where to begin because it's like if you've ever been around. Coach V people and the students, teachers, other martial artists, you know that um, he's just a walking encyclopedia of wisdom when it comes to karate. I mean, just all the little things that go into becoming a better martial artist um, are in this book, like everything from how to go about training, when to go about training, little things you can do to improve your training. And I specifically wanted to ask you about uh, one of the chapters in here I particularly am fond of, and it's called Karate Time. And it's specifically about trying to eke out a little bit extra, a little bit something, something extra. Can you talk about this chapter? Yeah, it's one of my favorite chapters in the book. Um, I would encourage everyone to read the whole book, but this chapter is gold. <laughs> And I want to tell everyone about the concept. The whole idea is, and I believe the, the subtitle is karate time. It's all about the magic of showing up early and staying late. And, you know, I have a saying that, you know, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're forgotten. And I, and I heard that from an old college professor and it kind of stuck with me. And I try to instill that in all the students. But this, this specific chapter, Coach David, it really talks about if you show up 15 minutes early, and you stay 15 minutes late, it talks about the compounding effect that that's gonna have on your training. Now, you know, most of us are training virtually. I think depending on where you are in the world and the state or the county that you live in, maybe you're training in person, but there's a lot of people still training online. And, you know, we're still training online, majoritively speaking, right? And, you know, in terms of our group classes, that's how we're doing it. So you don't have to commute. You don't have to get stuff in traffic or anything like that. So, you know, try and show up a little bit early, try and stay a little bit late. And here's the magic of that. And I kind of jotted this down and I want to share this with everyone. You know, if you pull out a pen, you might want to write this down. If you show up 15 minutes early and you stay 15 minutes late, right? And you get a chance to chat with fellow, you know, fellow students, maybe get a chance to chat with the instructor, some ask questions, maybe ask the instructor to check out your moves, things like that. That's 30 minutes extra. If you're training twice a week, Coach David, that's an extra hour. If you're training 40 out, 48 weeks out of a 52-week year, you know, maybe a couple of weeks for vacation or holidays or things like that, but let's say you're majoritively consistent, 48 weeks, that's 48 hours of extra training. Now, based on our belt promotion chart, and if you guys want to check it out, you can just go on our website, you know, you're, that's kind of like the, the, that extra time, not even the class time, that extra time is going to help you bump up within the intermediate belt ranks within our system. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, that's just from showing up. That's not even regular class time. What do, what do you feel about that? Well, the, the magic of compounding is well known, right? I mean, you know, people educate, um, financial people educate us all the time about the compound interest and, you know, why you want to save a little bit more or paying down a mortgage, right? I, I personally have a mortgage and I try to pay a little bit extra every month and it compounds to where you could be saving, you know, many, many months, if not a year for, of payment. So it's that same principle, but in my opinion, this is so fantastic because 
all the students I know who are super into karate want that extra time any day. They want to be there on their friends. They want to talk to the instructor. So I just think there's a lot of magic to it. We encourage it. I know you and I both like to arrive early and stay late. So if we're going to be there anyway, you might as well, you know, and take advantage of our wanting to do that and get as much out of it as you can. So it's just, it's fantastic concept. Well, thank you. You know, I, I view it like this too. You know, it's kind of like, imagine this orange, right? And you're trying to juice the orange to, you know, drink some fresh squeezed orange juice. You know, you want to get all the juice out of each orange. And I think if you just go to class, you log in right on time. And then right at the end of the class, you bow out and you log off. It's not that you didn't get everything out of class because you got the lesson, right? You were there for the hour long class. But it's almost like you're just, you're still throwing away just a little bit of the goodies, right? You want to get everything you can get out of it. So I view it like this. If two people are training at the same place, same time, one person, you know, everything is equal, right? You know, it's just identical people, same situation, same background, same physical abilities, everything. Person A who logs in, logs out right on time. And person B who comes in early, stays late. Person B might get to black belt faster, I think. It's because of that extra 15 minutes on the front and extra 15 minutes on the back. It's going to compound, right? So this is just one of many, you know, not just stories, but examples and training tips uh, that we give in the book. And, you know, today we're talking about the Do Your Best book. It's out. It's ready. Uh, we'll talk about how to go about getting that if you're interested. Um, Coach David, is there anything else that you'd like to share or any thoughts you have about that extra 15-minute principle or maybe any other questions you have about the book? Well, I'll tell you, um, one of the very first Coach V-isms, and that's what I like to call those that I heard, was the, if you're early, you're on time, you're on time, you're late, you're late, you're forgotten. And I, I mean, to me, that's like a, uh, that's like a, a I live by that. I, I live by it at work. I live it on my personal life. And I tell anybody who will listen about that philosophy. Um, I have two kids. They both went through our Kaizen system. They're both black belts. Completely live by that system. Um, I can only tell everyone who's listening that it works. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you try to do that whenever possible. It will make your life so much better. The, 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 the lack of stress that you get from being early and not having to rush, not being the person showing up late and dealing with that, it's just so freeing. It just, uh, it's an amazing, amazing concept. Um, one other question I had about the book was, mm -hmm. um, so obviously you had notes, you, you, you know, you, you lived and done karate for, you know, more than half your life, right? I mean, you've, you've been yeah. a karate man for forever. How did you go about coming up with all the content? Did you have notes? Did you journals? Like, what did you, what did you get all this from? Or did you just sit down and, you know, <laughs> five well, days in a room unlocked with a typewriter? You know, I, I wish it was that easy. It really wasn't. But, you know, I think the long story short is I've kept a karate journal for years, Coach David. And a karate journal is something that um, it is essentially a notebook that's dedicated to karate, right? It's, you know, if you're a student, there shouldn't be any math notes or any science notes or anything like that. It's, it's a notebook. And I have stacks, stacks and stacks of karate journals that I've had for years. Um, you might have been in, I don't know if you were in the class. I think it was maybe a Sunday or two ago. And I kind of showed the students the book. I always talk about it during oh, class yeah. when we're in person, but I just happen to be at home and I keep them in my house. So, you know, I showed it to the students and I think some people's jaws dropped because I showed them one of my, one of the notebooks that I had from 2009. And what I do is I don't just write down stuff in the karate journal. I go back and review it. 
And I had done a workout that day and I did the workout based on what I did 11 years ago, but I wanted to beat that workout. And it's just kind of how I'm hardwired, you know, where I go back and I assess and I'm not worried what my neighbor's doing. I'm not worried what someone else is doing. That's, it's none of my business and I can't really control what other people do or don't do, but I can control me. And that's something that I very much try and do. So how did I write the book? You know, I, I'd say this to anyone who feels like they have a book inside of them. Here's my two cents to you. You got to just kind of plan it out. You got to take notes, you know, and I just reviewed that karate journal and, and I noticed, I was like, hold on, there's a lot of things in here that weren't ever formally organized into a structured, you know, philosophy or an idea. And, you know, Coach David, I'll be honest with you, I kind of viewed it as kind of my philosophy paper part two. When I got my first black belt, you know, that was in 98. Um, you know, here we are 22 years later, I felt like there was more to do. And, you know, I didn't want to wait for someone to ask me to do it. I wanted to do it because I felt like in our school, you know, we have students from all over, uh, Maryland, DC, Virginia, but now because of COVID, we have students kind of in other places as well, you know, because they're training. Um, and I wanted everyone to kind of understand our philosophy. I wanted everyone to understand what is the Kaizen DNA? Who are we? What are we about? Um, you know, because you and I have talked about this many times, any good system should really be done one way. And you want to reduce the variation within a system. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some interpretation, some other ideas. And I think that's great. I think it adds to the, to the, to the, to the enrich, to the enriching feeling, you know, of a system, but there shouldn't be massive deviation. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. hundred percent. In fact, I think we, we've talked about this before that when you see massive deviation, you know, you're not getting it from the source. And to me, that's one of the main things that I look for is, you know, is, am I getting the source material? Because that's clearly the person who came up with the system I was interested in, in the first place. So if there's too much deviation, then you worry, what am I really studying? What am I really learning? I want to get it as close to the source, if not the source that I can. Yeah. I mean, I think that's spot on. And, you know, I'll say this as we begin to wrap up and close out. Um, the other thing about the book, which I hope everyone hope you get it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like it. Um, if you're a Kaizen student, you know, I would definitely consider it mandatory reading. I think if you aspire to be a black belt, um, it's important. Coach David, I'll give you an example. When you were training in Kempo, now you have three different black belts, uh, which is a huge accomplishment. I just want to focus on one of them, your Kempo black belt. If you remember when we were training together, do you remember how I said, hey, before you get a black belt, you should go and meet the person and you should can you can you tell that story about that? Yeah, so um, it, the, the, the story basically was that it's important to know who's giving you your black belt. It, it's one thing to study material online and look at videos and, and you know, read notes, etc. But to actually physically be in the same room with, train with, talk with the, the person who created the system was, you know, you, you were able to convey that to me. So um, this was a while ago. I made that trip back to California. And it was one of the greatest trips I've ever had, one of the greatest martial arts experiences I ever had. Uh, and it was so meaningful to me um, that I went back again the next year with my son because I really, you know, it was that meaningful. So absolutely, I encourage everyone. Yes, it's great to study abroad. Yes, to study, you know, virtually. But if you can at all train with, meet, talk to that person or that, that people who created that system, it will do so much for you that you, you really can't even imagine. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm so happy you had that experience. And, um, you know, the fact that you're able to meet 
um, you know, um, you know, Chuck, you know, who's the senior grandmaster of that system prior to getting the black belt, it's so important because then you know, you know, because there might have been some variations, right, from the time that he had presented it to the time that it came to you. But it was almost like a, a verification, right? It was almost like you were able to go back and validate, oh, yes, what he has taught and has passed on to others is the same thing. That's very important, by the way, right? Because otherwise you should just kind of change the name of what you're getting trained in, right? Um, I'll say this, and um, I say this to, 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 to especially my students who are listening, when I say my students, meaning Kaizen students, if you have a Kaizen Karate t-shirt, a Kaizen Karate uniform, you're part of our school, um, you know, I, I would encourage you to do the following, is read this book. It's gonna give you an insight of your lineage, of where you come from your history, your path, you know, that you've come from, your family tree, if you will. You know, I had the, um, you know, Coach David, I had the opportunity to train with one person for my entire Tung Sudo career. For 20 years, I trained with one person. It was unusual in that it was one person, one school. I found him at the perfect time. He was in his 30s at the time. And, you know, I didn't catch him too late, but I also didn't catch him too early. I caught him right when it was just, it was just the sweet spot, you know, to be with that one teacher. And it was great because I trained with one person, but there was almost no need for a book because I already trained with one person. If you start to get into like a bigger school or, you know, maybe an organization or things like that, there's a tendency to have more than one instructor. And when you have more than one instructor, it's a wonderful thing because you can get influenced by other people. I think it can actually make it a very good experience. At the same time, you want the DNA to be the same. You want it to look and feel the same way. You want to make sure that stamp of approval when you get it for black belt, you get it checked off. And I always, you've heard me say this before, especially in the Kempo system, uh, definitely in our system too. I think in any reputable system, they would believe this. You want to find the highest ranking black belt and check with them. Because that way, what do you know? If it's not right, it's not on you, it's on them, right? And it's not a passing of the buck, but it's more of just a, it's getting, it's making sure that you have the absolute truth, right? So well said. And I can just tell you right now, um, everyone who's listening, the book's fantastic. It's a great read. It's an easy read. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know, Coach, he wants me to read this book, but I'm not a big reader. I don't like it. It doesn't, it's not like that. It's a couple of pages, a chapter. It's easy reading. If you're at all into the martial arts, which I can't believe you're listening to this podcast at this point in it and not be, then you're just going to love this book. You're going to eat it up. I promise you, you're going to get a ton out of it. And um, I'm just, I'm so pleased that you were, took the time to write the book and that it's now captured. It's actually, you know, somewhere tangible and uh, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, I'll say this guys as a wrap up thought, by the time you listen to this podcast, the best way to find it, especially if you're even not in our school and you kind of want to check it out and, if you're not from our system, maybe you're an instructor from a different school, different system, different country, whatever it is, uh, check it out. I think you'll find a lot of good value. You know, feel free to borrow the ideas and the concepts. You know, I'm a firm believer in abundance as opposed to scarcity. I think there's more than enough to go around. I think, you know, just like I've been influenced by so many other teachers and ideas and thoughts, hopefully these ideas and thoughts can help to influence you. But I do ask one thing, is that pass it on, right? You know, just like you might be getting something from it, help others to get something from it too. You know, because in the martial arts, that's how the martial arts spreads, right? We all do our part to perpetuate and uh, the arts and be ambassadors for the arts. And, and way, way more important than my role with Kaizen, Coach David, I think one of my bigger roles is just being an ambassador for martial arts in general, 
you know, making sure that it continues on developing that next generation uh, to carry on the traditions. I know we've talked about this before and I don't want to deviate, but mm -hmm. I know you once told me that, uh, you know, when you get to be a young black belt, you know, maybe first degree, second degree, it's more about still honing in physical skills, making sure you have a sound fundamental, you know, understanding of all the material. But as you start getting up in the, you know, middle and upper ranks, it's not about that. It's more about giving back. It's about furthering the martial arts. It's about giving back to the school. And so I personally agree with you hundred percent that at this point, that's, that's what I love to do and want to do. And this book does that in spades. So thank you from all of us who are big fans for writing it. And my, my, my pleasure. And I, I hope everyone finds some value in it. Guys, if you want to find it, just go to KaizenKarateUSA.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N Karate, K-A-R-A-T-E, USA.com. Scroll to the bottom and there should be a link for ebook. Um, so wait, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, I would wait till the week of next week, coach Dave, today's the sixth, right? So today is the sixth. Uh, I think the week of the ninth of November, I would wait till then we're going to have the most updated version, uh, loaded up on the site. You can download it there. Um, and you can get the book, you know, so please check it out. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I just want to say thanks again for being here and, uh, please remember to like, and share and do all of those wonderful things, spread the word, uh, please, if you're, you know, kind of feeling the vibe and you're liking the material, uh, please go ahead and reach out to us, connect with us on social media. And Coach David, I want to put an official invite out to any black belt instructors who are out there. Uh, even if you're, you know, not local to us, you know, we're in the Washington DC area in the USA. Uh, if you're not in the area and you'd like to connect with us and maybe even be a guest on the podcast, reach out to us. Coach David and I would love to hear from you. Uh, and we would invite you to connect with us. So Facebook, Facebook Messenger is probably the best way to reach us. Uh, any direct messenger, you know, Twitter, I think has direct messenger. I think Instagram does too. We use Facebook mostly. Um, it's a great way to reach us. And uh, I very much look forward to connecting with everyone soon. And uh, have a great day, guys. Yep, thank you.